Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good. I don't know what it is lately, but I see you over there smiling again, man. So again. why are you still smiling, man? What's, what, what are you thinking about? You know, I was just thinking about that story you told me about your mentor clowning you about your value prop and your marketing collateral one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she told me, uh, well, actually, when I told her I, that I didn't get a job and uh-huh. I thought it was because I was black, oh. and she laughed you know, at me. That's actually what she did. She All laughed at me. Yeah, LT laughed at me, man. Lisa Tomlinson, she laughed at me. <laughs> And she said, I don't think it was because you were black that you didn't get the job. It's because your marketing collateral was whack. Oh, she called it whack. Yeah, she said called it was you not out. good. She says, in fact, you're even struggling trying to tell me what your value proposition is. Wow. She did call you out. Yeah, she? she did. So she told me that she wouldn't even hire me for that position either. Wow. So, I mean, not only did she kind of break my spirits that day. She kind of broke my face. That's right. She (laughs) she she cried your spirit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, that's, that's basically, you know, uh, what it was. She, she kind of broke my face that day. Probably that day. She is probably a realization though, that you may have needed to invest in yourself and get up to speed in order to be competitive. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, that day, you know, when I kind of look back on it was like, pretty much like the moment of truth for me. Like that actual day right there, I was mad for a minute. I was disappointed. How could she do me like this? But at the end of the day, I think that particular moment in time like changed everything. Woke you up. It sure did. That's good. That's good. Well, in today's episode, we'll discuss what does it mean to actually invest in yourself? And we'll also share some of our personal experiences and why we didn't invest in ourselves, especially early in our career and how it didn't pan out so well. And we'll also provide you with some receipts. We love those receipts where we are people that we've mentored have put in the work to invest in themselves and how it paid off. And of course, we'll close out with our secrets. We'll share four secrets with you on how how you should invest in yourself to get to the next level in your career. So KP, you know, it's crazy, man, when I think about like that conversation with Lisa that day, Mm -hmm. right? You know, my mentor at the time, you know, I was blessed to be able to just to get the feedback. Get the feedback. Sometimes you don't even get that. Yeah, I I was happy that, that there was candor and trust there, and that she She's was trying to help comfortable. You. She's yeah. trying to help you. And that she was comfortable being able to tell me that. I mean, I think about what I thought was good, right? I thought it was good that if you were dressed okay, yes. you know, you had a resume. Not that really it was good. It was a standard resume, resume, right? And that I was really thinking that I had the resume, I checked the box, and as long as someone gave me a chance. I gave you a job. Well, well, gave me a chance to talk to them. I could speak to some things. Mm -hmm. But in all actuality, I really did. That was my idea of what good was. Yeah. 
Then she told you it was whack. But it wasn't reality. There you go. <laughs> you know, it wasn't actually reality. So KP, like, you know, what do we really mean when we speak about like investing in yourself? I mean, it sounds kind of cliche. Yeah. But you know, what I realized super, super at that important. point. Yeah, what I realized at that point in my career is that it really wasn't. That was some things there Absolutely. that we needed to do. Absolutely. And investing in yourself, it's a combination of sweat equity. But more importantly, it's real dollars, Ricky. So you're going gonna to have to put some money into this oh, thing if man. you really want to move up the ladder. And just to give you examples, you know, your resume has to be tight. Your social media presence, your branding package, whether or not you should get coaching. There's a lot of things there where it's going to require a little bit of your sweat, blood, and tears. And it's going to re- require some dollars coming out your pocket if you really want to move up. Well, Keith, I mean, man, you're talking about like an investment, man. You're talking about me having to take out a goddamn loan or something, Absolutely. man. That's what it sounds like because I got to take out a loan or something like you that. You don't have to take out a loan. You know, I mean, this sounds extensive. This sounds expensive. Yeah. You know, this sounds like I'm going to have to break bread to be able Ricky, to get this done. You're going to have to think about this like tithing, right? <laughs> You're going to have to spend a little on yourself if you really want to get ahead. And at the end of the day, we offer some of these sources on secrets, such as coaching and online courses and things like that. But really, the object is to find resources that work for you at the end of the day. But you're going to have to spend that dough. Yeah, you know what, Keith? I, I know you're right. And I started thinking about reasons or rationale behind why I wasn't investing in myself, you know, mm-hmm. when I was young. We all got right? excuses. I mean, look, I mean, I could think through me probably, you know, having rims at the time, having beat in my car. I mean, actually, it was but the you didn't even have big red then? No, rims. no, no. Back then, I had the concert on wheels. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All I had right. the concert on wheels. So I was, I was bumping down the street. I mean, I had. All of the fresh Jordans and the and the Chuck Taylors. Oh, you were out playing. There. You yeah, I was, playing. I was. I was. I was kind of fly. You back have all then, different right? colors and everything. I, I had everything, but I made excuses in terms of I didn't have the money to be able to do these to little do things, things that we're talking about, right? So I know from your finance background, you probably say I was doing what with the money? You were misappropriating funds, Ricky. <laughs> so you were just bullshitting. <laughs> That's what you were doing. So Yeah, I mean, you know, from a resource standpoint, you're probably right. You're probably right. But what about you, man? I you mean, know, like, had, did you invest in yourself when you were younger? No. My excuse was I was pretty good with the money, but I always used, like, lack of time, okay. you know, as an excuse. Because I was out running the streets. In the streets? You know, had, running the streets, had to get to the gym, uh-huh. working late hours, so I didn't have time to, like, spend on my brand and all that shit. It's like, why? Yeah, well, and the other thing is, back then, it's like, I'm saving some money yes. if I do this shit myself. Exactly. But exactly. then- That's the finance of me, <laughs> right? Right. But then it's like, well, and for me, it's like, well, rather than spend the money on this- On this. I, I need can, to look good. Yeah, yeah. I could do something else. So other things that were important to me, right? But I think the other thing, what I'm looking at in terms of my top excuses mm-hmm. were- a lack of mentorship. I yeah. really didn't have anybody. I just didn't know. Until she broke my face that day. She did. I really didn't have anybody telling me, this is what you should spend your money on. And it's almost like, you know, when you're younger and your parents tell you, save your money, mm-hmm. invest, do this. It goes it's in kinda, one day out of Well, it kind of sounds like Charlie Brown. I'm going to want, 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 tell So sure. I'm, I'm thinking about other things. I'm just not, you know, in that mode. Right. For sure. But the reality of 
me thinking that way, probably short term versus long term, me looking in front of me versus mm-hmm. looking down the tunnel, that was probably an impact. You oh, know that. There absolutely was an impact. And if you, I mean, reflecting back on that for just a second, Ricky, <laughs> okay. what do you actually think that the impact was or could have been? Well, I mean, I don't think it was a could have. Mm-hmm. I think it was a reality was I continued to fall f- further and further behind mm-hmm. in, in my preparation mm-hmm. and being able to land the right career opportunity. Right. I mean, I, I could get a job. You get a job. That's right. Get <laughs> right, that right. good job. Yeah, that I good could get me a job. That steady check. But in terms of being able to get like the right career opportunity, I wasn't setting myself up you know, for success there mm-hmm. because I was short-sighted. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I was relying on the mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. I was relying on relationships. I was relying on sure. maybe People the just school that you, you went help to. You sk- skirt on by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that, I mean, that was a, a true impact. And now when I think about it, that probably was a bit of a moral to this story. There's a, Well, as I'm reflecting back on what you <laughs> just said, it's like scared money don't make money. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. and we all have to stop using excuses and rationale like I did. I rationalized the fact that I didn't have enough time, especially early on in our careers. And you got to spend that money and that time. Yeah. And you think about it like if you like Vegas, if you like, I don't know, going to the casinos or whatever they get. You got to spend, they're not just going to give it to you because you're not watching people gamble, right? You got to be able to kind of gamble on yourself. That's right. (laughs) Right. The house don't lose, Ricky. No, no, it wasn't wasn't built on winners. And the man don't lose either. It wasn't built on winners. That's right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, So again, I think you're probably right when you think about like the moral of the story. But as I'm thinking about like these potential negative outcomes, when we continue to behave in the way that you and I did when we weren't really thinking about investing in ourselves, right? right? Like, what are some of the negative outcomes or potential negative outcomes that come to mind for you when you think about this? Yeah, I think a big one is your career just stagnates. You bumping your head up against that ceiling, just cracking your skull, just Mm -hmm. thinking about, and mad too, why are you getting passed over all the time? You're getting passed over because your brand is whack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You ain't got it together. And it's almost like, what do they say when you keep doing the same thing that you've been doing and you're expecting a different result? That's definition of insanity. <laughs> exactly. So it, it is a bit of insanity when you're not like investing yourself at the end of the day, right? I mm-hmm. think the other part of this is like there begins to to get like a, a bit of a negative narrative created about your potential, whether that be internally or externally to an organization, right? whisper start. Well, you know, I think about like, hey, there may have been some destination companies or organizations that I wanted to work at, Mm -hmm. and you just kept applying, 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 applying. applying. It's like that cousin that keep calling you for a job, right? (laughs) Right, right. Same thing. Yeah, but you know, you think about, you keep applying with the same material, the same marketing collateral that you had before. Mm -hmm. You haven't fixed it up. And you're actually thinking that you're going to be able to compete, you know, with this. Yes. And there's a reason why they said no. Right. And you just keep keep, on thinking somebody else different is going to look at it. Insanity again. (laughs) Insanity again. That's right. And another potential negative uh, outcome is that you may be so mad that you just start to job hop. 
Mm-hmm. Or you start mm-hmm. to blame the man, blaming others yep. instead of taking responsibility for your own growth. Well, right? I was convinced that it was because I was black. I didn't get that job. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was because I was black. You know what I'm saying? Of course. It's because I was black. But you're absolutely right. I mean, those are some definite outcomes. I think the last one as I think about this is psychologically, I think that this starts to damage like your personal confidence sure. if you're not able to compete and win. Real talk. You know, if Real you're not talk. able to put your best foot forward and to get the job or to get the interview, you may start questioning whether or not you even belong there. Damn all of the educational all degrees. All that stuff. Don't even matter. All of the stuff that you've done before you got to this moment where you needed to press send or you needed to try to put your best foot forward, you have an actually put both feet you forward. You haven't put right it all way. forward yet. That's right. It's like the bad news bears. Right? <laughs> they kept trying, though. <laughs> they kept trying. They kept <laughs> they at sure it. Did. They kept at it. But again, so as we're thinking about, you know, those potential negative outcomes, I mean, this is my probably favorite part of the show here is when we start thinking about like those receipts. Those you receipts. know, so Cha-ching. I rely on you, you know, Keith, because I know you're good with the numbers and you start thinking about some stuff. So let's hit them with a few of those tidbits or some of that data to further highlight what we're talking about. You for know, right sure, now. for sure. And just, you know, where we're headed is we'll share a couple of results from our own personal experience about when we made that investment and what happened, you know, to us personally, how mm-hmm. it actually turbocharged our career. And then we'll get into those facts, that data that you all all like all the time when we, we bring in the heat about why it's so important to invest in your brand. So, Keith, I mean, you told me this one time where you uh, spent some time in terms of like personal reflection, when you spent some time working on something, you know, that someone told you it was critical in terms of you fixing this for you to move to the next level. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, is just early on in my career around executive presence. Mm. And executive presence is so critical, and nobody knows what the hell it means. And maybe we should spend a little time on another podcast about that. So executive presence, you're not talking about buying executive gifts. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not talking about executive gifts. Not at all. Okay, okay. This is how you show up. Okay. And look like look like an executive. Oh, so so me going back and getting them chucks or them Jordans that I had, they probably don't fit. That ain't gonna work. Okay, okay. So you're talking about something else. You need some shiny shoes, Ricky. Well, I'm going to listen. Well, I'm going to listen. Well, what happened? But early on in my career, so I decided to invest in a course that was suggested by my sponsor, Mm -hmm. uh, just in terms of going to a course, taking a course around executive presence, Dale Carnegie, you know, how to win friends and influence people. Oh, wow. And so this is like a 12-week intensive. You have to go at night, three hours, once a week, and put in the work. So, but how old were you when you went through like this class? I was like uh, mid twenties. Damn! So you was well. First off, you had all the answers in your mid twenties. Oh, I had everything. That's (laughs) right. right. That's why I didn't have time to do shit. Exactly. But you went to the class, okay? And it sounds like an amazing class. I I, I wonder if they still have that. Still around. Still around, and the book is still out there too. Okay. But went to the class, was practicing because it was all about you learn for those three hours, Mm -hmm. then you go implement for the next week. Report back how you did, go on to the next step. So I was doing that in my job, et cetera. And as soon as that course was done, within two weeks of me being done with that course, I got a promotion. Damn. 
Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> right? Won't he do it? Right? <laughs> put in the time. That's the right. sweat equity. Yes. Also put in the dollars. Yeah. To pay for the course. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the point of this whole thing. Yeah. That's a great story, At man. At the end of the day. Yeah. And, I, and I know you, you... You spent some dollars <laughs> to build your brand. Right. And I know I you've shared some of that stuff with me mm-hmm. just in terms of that investment. Tell us about some of the investments you've made. And again, I, I know there's some 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 listeners out there, some are mentees and people that I've sponsored and they've seen some of these documents. But I'll tell you that day when uh Lisa uh, eloquently broke my face and yes. told me that my uh, shit wasn't right. It wasn't okay, right. I said, "Okay, let me. It does let stink. Me, let me let me figure out what I need to do." Right, and That's she right. gave me some examples on how to do some things. So I remember at that point in my career, I did pay some money to have a resume done, and this was probably before LinkedIn and before stuff. Before right? LinkedIn, yes, yeah, it, it may have been before the internet. This might have been in the 1900s, <laughs> oh, right? Boy. But anyways, <laughs> the late 1900s. But the, the important thing was I actually went and got my, I went to a, a third party and had my resume okay. you know, done. And that was okay. like, at that point, that was like quite a bit of money. I'm, it might have been like upwards of five to $700, right? Say and what? Back then, it was five to seven hundred dollars. Right, so I and, do the inflation I, on that. That's a- so. I look at that though as that changed the game for me because they put a resume together and I worked in. I work in HR. And you work in HR, so, so you know like, what to look for. I, I was acting and like you knew everything, man. I was I was in there like I was acting like what was it? Uh, Kanye and Sway. You, you didn't get all the answers, Sway. <laughs> I thought I had all the answers, man. I thought, <laughs> you had them all. So, but when I gave someone a, an opportunity to do it for me, they gave me a totally different perspective, right? Yeah. And since that time, you've been doing you know, everything. I have. So, I mean, I've elevated at this point where now I use a a few different services every few years. And at this point, look, I, I have yeah, a job. That's I've, right. I've but you still got to keep your stuff straight. And I use, I invested in myself. And at this point, I know this is going to sound crazy to the listeners, but I mean, I've spent upwards to about three grand. So you, you know, spend in a mortgage payment. Well, in California, my mortgage is much more than that. That's but, right. But, just but up to three grand on marketing collateral, right? And again, this stuff is tax deductible. Wow. I didn't know it at the time, but... A little gem there, people. <laughs> exactly. But the cool thing about what I spent, like my investment in myself is not only did they do my resume, they helped me create my value proposition. There you go. They worked on my LinkedIn profile for me. They helped me. They practiced with me on the interviewing. They helped me get my mouthpiece tight. You got it all together there. And I look at that and the re- the, the results of that was I had at the point in time years ago when I did that, I had three to five legitimate legitimate offers like i mean big fortune, fortune 100 companies for very senior level roles but had i done that on my own oh, i would have spent a ton of time that i can't get back yeah and not put together documents you know like that for sure and, and for sure. that you know is where i really started to kind of hone in on my marketing collateral and what that looks oh, like for sure like that changed the game and i think about that conversation i had with lisa you know, and then me matriculating to doing the investment stuff, just like you when you had that that, that executive course. presence, yep, yep. you know, thing that really just changed the game. Absolutely. You know, and me. I think some of that conversation, Ricky, reminds me of a, a stat that I've seen many, many times about 
why getting your resume professionally done is so important. Because mm-hmm. if you actually hire a resume writer, you'll be up to four times more likely to land an interview. And I think it proves just what you were just saying. You spent that three grand and you have five legitimate offers from big companies on the table. It wasn't just about landing the interview. You right. got jobs because of that too. We practiced that it was organic, you know, and again, just as you said, I hired someone who this is their wheelhouse. Yes. This is what they do for That's a right. They got to be skilled. That's the other thing. <laughs> right, There's right. a lot of crackpot resume writers out there. So do your homework. Yeah. They can give you a resume. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Can I can give you one too. You <laughs> yeah. may not help. So as I'm thinking about, you know, as you're, you're talking to me about the, the four times likely to land an interview, I'm also thinking through like, you know, some information that we had, had uh, we were talking about recently where it says the first search gating criteria that recruiters use, you know, on LinkedIn is name, location, and headline. The headline. So if none of those are a match, the search is over. It's a wrap. It's done. Regardless of your qualifications. It don't even matter. Don't and, even matter. And think how unconscious bias of the recruiter about name or location can hinder people of color right out the gate. Like right you do them before you get started. You, you do them before you get started. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, you got to make sure that headline that you have on LinkedIn is super, super tight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were looking at, we were reading through a recent article in Forbes magazine, just talking about HR and just HR departments and how they how they look at job applicants. And where 75% of HR departments re- now require job search uh, applicants online, require you to search job applicants online. And 85% of, of recruiters and HR professionals say that employees' online presence influences that are hiring a decision. And they didn't talk to me. Right. I work in HR. They didn't you, talk you, to me. You work in HR. <laughs> and, and over half of those people said it strongly influences their decision yeah, um, to, to, to hire. So, again, if you don't have a profile, that's not good. Or if but it's jacked up. If it's jacked up. Or if your online reputation is shaky, you're screwed. So, when you say online reputation is shaky. Shaky. <laughs> you're talking about you might have some questionable things yeah, going so, on. Yeah, some things going on. So, <laughs> Try and clean that stuff up. Right, right. Okay. Well, well, look, Keith, I mean, I, there's something else that I looked at, too. You know, that when I'm thinking of 70% of U.S. recruiters and HR professionals have rejected candidates based on information they found online. Wow. Wow. Found online. Found online. Because it's not too hard to look people up. That's right. right. When They're going to Google. You're going to Google people, Ricky. Google Don't you them. Google them? You look on LinkedIn real quick. Let me see what they're talking about. Trying to you find do them on things. Twitter. Exactly. Of all the executive recruiters, 90% say that they conduct online research of potential candidates. So, again, highlighting what we're talking about. Absolutely. You know, right now. So, be careful what y'all say on Black Twitter, people. Right. All right. Exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, those are some of the receipts that we just wanted to point out. There's data there. That from studies, there's also the experiences that Ricky and I have had where investing in ourselves has been crucial to us getting up the ladder. Today, um, we have four secrets for you that I'll share just to summarize before we dive in. 
first secret. Well, well, Keith, before you do that, I think this is the point right here where we're yeah. talking about these secrets and we're talking about investing yourself. Yeah. So if you need to pause this shit real quick while you go get your pen and some paper, yep. you might want to do that. Do that right okay? now. If you need to press record, record or something on your phone, like go ahead and do that because you're going to probably have to rewind a few times because this right here is like one of those gems. There you go. High fire for you. So summarize our four secrets for today. One, make time to invest in yourself. Two, set aside dollars to invest in yourself. Three, we're going to share some essential things that you're going to need to get your brand straight. And then finally, we'll share a few tips on those things that will separate you and help you stand out from the rest of the crowd when you're building your personal brand. So secret number one, make that time to invest in yourself. Block off one to two hours a week to review your brand and work on your skill set. In COVID-19, we all have that commute time that's now available, right? That we can use that time to go out, do a quick search on Google, see, see how you're showing up, review your profile, look at your resume, use that commute time wisely. And even when we get back to commuting, if you're using public transportation, don't just sit there and sleep or play games, use that time effectively. Review your resume. Again, watch a webinar. Maybe take a little online course. Read an article. Write a blog. Use that time to invest in yourself. I mean, Keith, those are some outstanding tips for secret number one, right? Mm -hmm. And I've probably found myself trying to figure out what to do with the little bit of time that I do have, right? Right. So I think that's important. I think with secret number two, this is where we're talking about actually setting aside dollars to invest in yourself. And this is coming from the guy that bought a lot of sneakers. Yeah, right? yeah, I was uh, I was dipped. I was dipped <laughs> back then, right? But, you know, as I'm thinking about that now, it would not have been that hard for me to uh, try to set aside that money mm -hmm. to be able to invest in myself. So, again, we're talking about budget at least $100 per month to build your brand. We're, and we're not, not talking hard. we're not talking major stuff, Give right? up a couple cocktails. A dinner out. There's a whole bunch, the, all the Starbucks, Starbucks, you know, all of that type of stuff. We're not saying giving Duck up completely. Donuts. We're not saying giving up completely. Mm -hmm. You know, just ration it, right? But when you save that hundred dollars a month, invest in LinkedIn Premium or some type of feature that's going to help you get your your profile up to the top. Yeah, that's right? what happens when you invest in premium, right? Yeah, when you see that gold bar next to somebody's name or that platinum bar, that means that when recruiters are looking for you, your profile is automatically going to shoot up to the front. Okay? There you go. When you post for jobs, you're going to be seen in the first. top search. Right. You that's won't right. have any limitations in terms or you may have you know, more opportunities to send in-mail messages to recruiters, to other people. But again, there's a reason, you know, why you're investing, you know, in LinkedIn. That is the service that, that people is the use. Service. That's you know, it. so you want to be able to utilize it or leverage it the right way. Mm -hmm. um, I think you also need to get a professional to write your resume and create your LinkedIn profile. Spend Look, the dollars. I am not a novice uh, on all of that type of stuff, did, right? I, you've probably read thousands of resumes <laughs> and thousands of LinkedIn profiles. But the problem is, is I don't really have the time to do that, right? right. So with the little bit of free time that I do have, do I really want to spend it doing that? Right. You know, so what I would say is obviously 
get a professional to write your resume and create your LinkedIn profile and give you a different set of eyes, yes. you know, on that to be able to help you with that value proposition. They're marketers. I would say, as you said before, you were uh, saying to uh, watch webinars, to take an online course, to read books. I think, you know, invest in that. Like that stuff's not cheap, right? Yeah, so you need the, to be able to do it. The free is there for a reason. <laughs> exactly. So invest in the online courses, the webinars and the books. I think the other thing is, Get an executive coach. Yep. Invest, you know, for six hours minimum per year. That's really not a lot of time. Yep. You know, an That's executive right. coach to be able to help you with that executive presence, to be able to practice with you on, yeah. you know, your development yep. plan activities. Help some you with of those, those breakthroughs and reflect on yourself and what you're what you're all about. And I think the last part of this uh, you know, secret number two here in investing in yourself is Join a professional association or donate to your alumni association. All of those are contacts. Contacts. You know, that puts you in the know. I can't tell you how many times people call me about opportunities, whether that be on boards, whether that be for career opportunities. And I say, well, I'm not interested, but let me give you someone who might, who be. might be. And those are people who are in my alumni associations or in professional associations that I've spent time with and I've been able to vet. You know, So that's usually how it works. But again, that doesn't come if you don't invest in yourself. Absolutely. And secret number three is really about you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure you're sitting here wondering, what are those few things that I absolutely have to have to make sure that my personal brand is tight? We're going to give you five of those things that you absolutely have to have. First is that headline statement on LinkedIn, and also it should be included on your resume. But as we talked about before, the three search criteria is on LinkedIn for a recruiter is your name, your location, and your headline. So if they're not tight, if your headline isn't tight, it's over. So make sure it's tight and then also put that on your resume. Secondly, you need to have a personal positioning statement. What this is, is three to five sentences. Unlike the headline, which is kind of given the highlights, this is kind of three or five sentences that really describe who you are and show why your shit doesn't stink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So put that together. This professional resume, as Ricky just talked about, Get a professional to do it for you. Because there's a difference, Keith. There's a difference between a $50,000 resume, a $100 resume, and a $200,000 resume. They're very, very different. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you don't know that difference, you need somebody to do it for you, right? Again, get that LinkedIn profile tight. Even though the headline statement and those things are the first criteria, you still want the rest of your profile looking good right. and not janky right. at the end of the day. And then finally, you need to have a bio. And again, get somebody to professionally write this thing for you where they can describe your experience and really get you out there and market you so that all of your best qualities are coming forward. You over here trying to tell people how to get paid. I see. I, I see. That's, you over hey, that's what to get I'm all bread. about. That's right. You're trying to tell people how to get their bread, man. Well, look, man. Well, secret number four for me is in terms of the separators, like what will make you stand out? Stand what, out. what makes you different than the competition? Than the and again, you don't have to do any of the stuff any we're talking stuff. about. You can keep getting the same results that you've been getting. Absolutely. Or you can... Try something new. Try something new. You know, what do you have to lose? That's right. right. What do you got to lose? <laughs> right. So I'm thinking about in terms of like the separators. One of the things that have, that, that helped me tremendously was 
really being able to hone in on my value proposition. So work on your value proposition. You can use that third party resource to be able to help you with that. And while they're helping you with the value proposition, they can help you with a bit of a value graph. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Ricky, I saw your little one page value graph. That (laughs) shit is tight. (laughs) (laughs) So look, I mean, again, these are resources that, that we think you should use. We, you can tap into us to be able to help you, you know, create some of those things too. But that value graph and that value proposition is what you're going to rely on quite a bit. I think the other thing is, think about getting your personal website. Some people have a personal website. They update the website. They invite recruiters to that so people can kind of get a a bit of an update as to their status you know, on things or what they've accomplished right now, whether that be with board activity, philanthropic activity, career assignments That's and right. whatnot. I personal think, life activities, yeah, hobbies. Yep. The personal website helps out. I think the other one is creating a professional Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. I mean, it's okay to have Very two good. of those. That's right. It's okay to That's have right. two of those. It's okay to separate church and state. Yes, it <laughs> is. Know? That's so right. Making sure that you keep those separate. I think the other one here is, you know, blog articles, right? Post on your personal website or other publications. Get you know, yourself out there. Let people know what you're thinking about. Become a thought leader. Yes. Become a thought leader so people look at you as more than a functional worker be. They see you as a strategic thought leader or or a thought partner. I think the last part is, you know, interviews, you know, work on your interviewing or do interviews, whether it be on podcasts or different shows, if you can get there. Guest speaking engagements. There's plenty of of seminars that you can be a part of, plenty of groups that you can be a part of. But put yourself out there and try to do some speaking engagements. Start out on something local and try to work your way up. up. Okay. And I think also getting on webinars. Again, the great thing about a webinar is you can sit there in front of your computer and have your notes right there with you too. Right. So you can practice you know, with that to make it organic so that when you do get into a speaking engagement situation, that you're well-versed. That's in right. Practice. You're the authority. You're the and authority. then lastly, get your professional email address and an email signature tagline. Yeah. Right. I think those are extremely important for you to do. But again, in terms of like separating yourself from the competition to help yourself stand out, I think secret number four is extremely important. Absolutely. It'll do it every time. And, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up here, mm-hmm. hopefully those secrets were some gems for you to really show how you can invest in yourself, put yourself in front of the competition, and why it's really critical and important to spend both sweat equity and real dollars. Yeah. And, you know, Keith, as I'm thinking about it, save yourself maybe some of the embarrassment that I had, yeah. you know, back you in the day. You don't get cracked. Like, I mean, he got his soul, like, <laughs> taken out of him that day. This was like a, this was like a, a Mortal Kombat fatality, you know, when Lisa uh, hit me that day. But you know what? I'll tell you, love her to death, and that helped me, that shaped me. And I hope that that resonated with, with some of you all because, again, I tell this story frequently because— yes. I did not pay attention to it at the time. Mm-hmm. And basically, I lost time. You lost time. Trying to get prepared. And rationalize them. Yeah. And, and I had a ton of excuses. Yes. You know, for it. So, look, I still got a whole bunch of chucks, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day. And now I, you can really afford them, Ricky. <laughs> but I think today what we're talking about is being able to rationalize your behavior and trying to make sure that you set yourself apart 
you know, from the competition. So look, Keith, again, I'm appreciative that you and I get a chance to spend uh, spend time together I to talk it about every this. Week. Love it every week. But I'm also appreciative of our fans who who want to hear this stuff and who have gone on the website and made comments and joined the the mailing list. But what I would ask people to do is if this is what you want to hear, you know, tune in, tune in, tell your friends about it. Also, go on to to your favorite podcast or platform and like us, make a comment. Please do. (laughs) You know, rate us. Do what you like. I mean, we want to make sure that that we continue to touch the masses and we get this out there. But in the meantime, hey, you guys know the routine. Uh, We need to go ahead and fill up these cups, get some fresh ice up in here, a little bit more kettle than crayon. A little more kettle than crayon. That's (laughs) right. Get it going. So, hey, we appreciate you guys. Keith, I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, Until next time, you guys. Cheers. All right. Everybody take care. Cheers. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.